Hello and welcome to the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash and we are coming to you as always from the Armory in beautiful downtown Owasso, Michigan, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. Our guest today is a friend of mine, someone that I really enjoy being around, and that is the one, the only, Casey Lambert, a.k.a. DJ Chewy. DJ Chewy, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me, man. This is my first podcast, so I'm super excited about this. This cannot be true. This is your first podcast? This is. I, it's uh, something I kind of always wanted to do since I heard a podcast about Sasquatches about six years ago, oh. and I thought, you know what? I could talk Sasquatch. about Sasquatch. Yeah, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. It's yeah. plural. It's yeah. plural. I thought, hey, people could talk about Sasquatches. So can I. We're going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster today. Well, I am shocked to know that this is the first time you've been behind the mic of a podcast. I know you've been around <laughs> a lot of other mics, but it's good to have you here. So what is DJ Chewy up to these days? Uh, well, uh, it's summer, right? Actually, officially the first day of summer today, and the sun blessed us, so happy with that. But, no rain, uh, no rain. No rain, no rain. Um, really, we're really focusing on playing the kind of shows that I want to play right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is a stark contrast from probably the first 10 years of what I've done. But it's uh, it really allowed me to kind of search myself and figure out what I like and what I want to do going forward. On the journey to self-discovery. Yes. All right. Well, that's good. Well, let's talk about the nickname, the, right. the, the right. name DJ Chewy. I see. Okay. Uh, now I know of a, a Wookiee named Chewy. I don't know if the two are related, but I'm I'm wanting to find. Out. I, in all the years I've known you, I've never asked you that question. Where did you come up with the name DJ Chewy? You know, it's funny. I get this question all the time, especially if I'm uh, if I'm playing for the Latino crowd. Uh, I always get like, "Hey, man, your name's Chewy. Like, you, you got a cousin? Is it Estefan, man?" I'm like, "No, no, Esteban? wrong." Yeah, I was like, "Wrong Chewy, wrong Chewy." Yeah. So this is this is kind of cool. So. In like the old school DJ creed, which is kind of where I come from, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to pick your own name. Oh. It just like has to be given to you. Oh. And uh, when I was in radio, when I was working at WWCK in Flint, I was on the morning show with this dude named Chachi. Who, DJ uh, Chachi, yeah. Yeah, who apparently looked like Scott Bayo when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So that's Charles where that came Charge. from. Yes, it was. But uh, his girlfriend at the time, Shauna, uh, was just, we were just hanging out, uh, drinking a couple uh, Diet Cokes, mm-hmm. if you will. I will. And... <laughs> I will. Maybe later. But, uh, and she just goes, man, you are really furry. <laughs> and I went, really? And Chachi goes, man, that's it. He's like, you're chewy. <laughs> so, of course, I, get, get the I was going to ask it. you to do the sound, so I'm glad that you brought that out Everybody for us. does. But shout out to Shauna. That's why I'm DJ Chewy. <laughs> Shauna, thank you for making him uh, who he is today. We give all the credit to the name, so we're going to shout out Shauna for that one. Yeah, buddy. All right, so... You wear a lot of hats. It's a cover of that bald head, I'm sure. Oh, that's beautiful. But uh, you're an executive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. You are a an Olympic weightlifter. Yep. You're a uh, YouTube sensation. That's questionable. Viral videos. Uh, you're a meal prep chef now. I'm seeing you on Facebook all the time prepping meals for people. Oh, yeah. You even have people asking you to prep their meals for them. So we do a lot of different things. But uh, if you had to choose one of those things to be your full-time gig, like this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, which one of those things would it be and why? Well, I'll, I'll be honest here. I wouldn't pick one of those things to do. You like doing them all? I like doing them all. And I've always been just like a firm believer of if you have a multitude of skills, use those multitudes of skills. Mm-hmm. If you have multiple interests, use that. You know, Just hunkering yourself down, for me at least, to to one career or to focusing only on that and it might work for some people mm-hmm. but uh for me like 
you could be so much more extraordinary in so many other things that you do. So why cuff yourself? Like right. for me, that's that's how it works. So like I'm not I'm not necessarily attracted to someone who's very one track, one dimensional. Yeah, somebody who's I mean, good for them. If you got determination, sure. you got one thing to do, dude, go for it. But I'm more attracted to those people that have a wide ranging set of skills, and that's the kind of the people that I like to keep close in my social circle that I want to spend my time with. And time's of course the most valuable resource that you have. Yeah. So Chewie's not a double threat guy. He's not a triple threat guy. He's not even a quadruple threat guy. What do you call a five threat guy? I think it'd be a quintuple threat. You're a quintuple threat guy. Yeah, All right, you should put threat. that on your eHarmony profile. Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't know about that. Man. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into some questions then about these different hats you wear, okay? These are right. just rapid fire questions regarding DJing, weightlifting, and uh, some of the different things, the YouTube stuff, okay? Speed so, round. Speed round. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to throw out a question. Don't think about it. You know the answers. Just throw them out to us, all right? Yes, Captain. Question number one, favorite decade of music? Oh, that's an easy one. Late 70s, early 80s. It's got the best hip-hop. It's got the best disco. It's got the best yacht rock. Disco. And, man, I tell you what, you look back and you look at hip-hop these days and in the 90s, all those samples, man, came from the 70s and the early 80s. All right. Well, you're the expert, so I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. What about your favorite genre of music? Uh, I'm going to go classic hip-hop, mainly east coast so i'm talking run dmc grandmaster flash jazzy jeff and the fresh prince classic <laughs> east coast hip-hop all right all right uh so you dj a lot of weddings yep. and probably other events but what is your most requested song as a dj oh geez it's dang cupid shuffle still the cupid shuffle i knew it i knew it oh yeah i don't think i've ever been to a wedding since that song came out where they didn't request that song please people people stop this trend please <laughs> for the love please stop it yes so this might answer that question then. What is the one song request that you would pray and wish that you never, ever hear again? Yeah, that's it. It's that? It's yep. the Cupid oh, Shuffle? Yeah. So listen, if you're booking DJ Chewy for your wedding, just, you know, he'll do it because he's the people's man. He's a man of the people. But let's just maybe leave out the Cupid Shuffle from this next one. All right. I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to mix it with something hard. Okay. Like, you're going to be doing the Cupid Shuffle, and all of a sudden, you just get that boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, yeah. and so all of a sudden, that's Beat It. Yeah. People are go. still doing the Cupid Shuffle while to, Beat It is playing. Yeah, that might work, actually. Yeah, it's just worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I know there's a lot of uh, dance tracks that people, the Cupid Shuffle being one of them. Ugh, yeah. So what is your, we already know what your least favorite dance oh, yeah. song is. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite one that gets people going? Well, uh, being a, a student of the urban game, I guess you could say, like I'm all about that wobble, wobble. Yeah, and uh, and some big moochie. Yeah, if and we, big moochie biker shuffling. Okay, well, if we weren't podcasting, I would ask you to demonstrate, but uh, I don't know that it would have the visual effect that we're going for. I don't want. But I'm get sure you can do a excited. mean wobble. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so what song then universally just gets even the wallflowers gets the guy that's been standing there all night? What's the song that gets everybody on the dance floor? Well, I mean, aside from like your, your line dance songs, which are the you, you, the boot scooting boogie. Yeah, like so. You you have in different industries, or I'm sorry, in different types of events, mm-hmm. you have what we call floor fillers mm-hmm. or anthems. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd say universally throughout, whether you're playing a club, an event, a wedding, a, whatever you're playing, universally, man, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Really, is like the track. Really, because you can mix that with like DJ Easy Rock, yeah. and like that comes into so many different things. So. Just that one, though, and the hook, 
it, uh, I am so it not the expert on this area, but that one kind of surprised me that you said that. That so, one hits, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't dance to save my life. <clears throat> All right. So I know you've also made several viral YouTube videos mm-hmm. with our man, Jordan Sovis, who oh, we yeah. had on the podcast. He oh, was yeah. actually our first ever guest. Uh, and Jordan uh, is a YouTube guy. I know you guys worked at Home Depot together. Um, and so you've made a bunch of them. But what is the one you had the most fun making? God, well, I think so. Probably the most fun we had was that BSB joint. Okay, like that. That one was that one was great. We had yeah. the best like production crew for that. Yeah. Like we, we wrote hard on that. But <laughs> I'd say, man, it's a toss up between that or the the Pizza Hut commercial we did for the Super Bowl. I don't think I saw that one. No, mainly because we used Little Caesars Pizza for it, and they still put it in the and Super they still Bowl. Still put it in the Super Bowl. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So then that might answer this next question though, but. Um, if you had to send the audience listening day to one video, they could only it's going to be one. It's a must see. Which one would it be, and how do they find it? I said, I gotta send rid of the Disney one though, like the Home Depot Disney. I one. I saw that just got picked up by some Dizvid's uh, Facebook page and got like another million views or something. Did yeah, you see that? it's it. It seems to. So we made that back in 2014. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking five years later, and it still hits. And I think it's just because I mean, it's the Disney prophecy anyway. It's timeless. And it's something that can be watched by all the family. Yeah. So, you know, someone like, like myself or yourself are like, man, that's great nostalgia. My kids love it. Something like produ- someone like producer Zach over here. And he's like, man, great. I love kids stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Of course. Well, my kids think you guys are famous because of that song. Um, <laughs> they've seen it a million times. They love Disney, it's of course. true. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they can find it on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's called The Magical World of Depot. Yeah, that's, that's right. what it is. So DJ Chewy and Jordan Sovis and yep. one other gal were working at Home Depot. They had a Search for the Stars competition. They had submitted uh, some videos. Actually, one on a different video. Yeah, we won on that BSB joint. Yeah, yeah. they got that's to go to Backstreet Vegas. Backstreet Boys, sorry for nobody yeah. who knows 90s music. Yeah, if you're not sure what the uh, acronym stood for. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, they won with this thing. Or they, they won with the, the BSB, but they also... Uh, did this one the next year which i thought was even maybe a little cooler but they didn't pick you guys because they didn't like to pick the same people two years in a row but that one got a lot of play on youtube and uh both of them are really cool you might see dj chewy and jordan uh riding in some leather uh or not leather fur coats on some uh motorized carts oh yeah that was uh, good times popping some tags so it's a good one you got to go watch those you will be entertained for sure okay so we know we talk about the DJ a little bit. We talk about the the YouTube videos, uh, <clears throat> but another thing that you've really gotten into in the recent years is this Olympic weightlifting. So, mm-hmm. what is your best weightlifting accomplishment to date? Uh, see, and this is I'm still relatively new to this, but um, I kind of took away Olympic weightlifting. I, that was the only part of CrossFit that I liked and I was good at. So I went, oh, well, yeah. you know what? You can do this without having a CrossFit, which is yeah. great. You can do it in your freaking garage, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. So I started taking to that and uh, was coaching as well. Uh, so I have, I think, seven different weightlifters right now. So like me, myself personally, like I've won the Spartan Open, uh, second in the Canadian USA Canusa Championships. Wow. Um, you know, qualified for the American Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, took 10th there. Wow. Um, in the husky weight class, sure of 109 kilograms. We Which do it weight class would too. I fall into? Uh, probably 109 plus. Oh, well, yeah. 109 plus. Yeah, uh, but it's only 109. Yeah, we talking kilograms okay, at that point because gotcha. you know. So it, how much is that in dollars? <laughs> <laughs> how much are just doll hairs? 
But uh, I think probably the best accomplishment. I think I feel more fulfilled by the other people that do it. Yeah. So uh, Brianna Carroll, who actually owns Fitness Coliseum, yeah, I know is, very well. is one of my students. She's going to be on the show soon. Oh, great, man! Yeah. She's she. You're going to love her. Yeah. She yeah. is. She is a character. But she uh, coaching her to uh, the American Open Championships and at American Open Championships, and then uh, my other shout out to Cole Zackle. Uh, right. To the university national championships representing Central Michigan University. Very cool, very cool. So you can follow DJ Chewy on Instagram, Facebook. That's a Black Black Hearts uh, BC on IG. Yeah, and you'll see some of his stuff there. Pretty cool stuff. So last question in this rapid fire part: um, <clears throat> Which would you rather? Okay, I'm going to give you three choices. You got to choose one. I know you you like to wear a lot of hats and you like to be many things, but someone says knocking me down. Feet to the fire. One thing. You know, one accomplishment. Would you rather become a famous celebrity DJ? Everybody knows you. You're getting booked all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, win a gold medal, Olympic gold medal for weightlifting, or have more YouTube followers and subscribers than PewDiePie? Oh, uh, geez. Well, well, I would give you the answer, but you said I can't. Of Why not accomplish all those things? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'd say probably out of the three, I think most self-fulfilling, and this would have if you would have asked me this two years ago, it would have been entirely different. But I think winning a gold medal. Yeah. Of course, I am far past my prime to do that. Sure. But, hey, man, the Masters World Championships are going to come up in about three years. There you go. So why not work to that? There you go. It's, it's, you got to have a goal, right? Yeah. you got to have a goal. So that's Always. awesome. Well, uh, now you know a little bit more about DJ Chewy than you knew before. And so now we're going to start to talk a little bit about you individually as a DJ and, and some of these other things you do. Um, but you have a big following. People like you. People like to be around you um, and uh, very well known in the region. Um, and so what is the thing you think that really sets you apart that makes you unique? Right. So uh, this, this is this is really cool. And this is why I was really excited to come on this podcast. Tony, so I appreciate the invite. Um, so what I'm about <clears throat> to tell you and all the people listening uh, to the No Easy Way Out podcast Thanks it's for not the shout out. Yeah, buddy. Even though they're already here. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're just now tuning in. Right. There you go. Appreciate it. You know how the internet works. Yes. Uh, th- this isn't necessarily a secret, but it's something, it's somewhat of an art form that I think has been lost um, throughout the past maybe decade or 20 years. And that's the ability to connect with people, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to control a conversation or have a conversation in general. And I'm not talking about like going to networking events, passing around a card, you know, commenting on somebody's picture on Instagram, you know, or giving them like a what's up when right. I, you know, hey, I right. saw you at the corner pub, man. Super right. cool. Like I'm talking about like genuinely making people feel like they're part of your life and part of what you're trying to do right. and accomplish. Right. But inversely, making them feel like you are part of their life mm-hmm. and you want to be part of what they're doing and accomplishing. Right. And I, I really do like in. In, in a way, it's it's getting somebody on your team, but also being part of their team. Yeah, and you can be comfortable with each other in that setting. So I guess, I guess you would yeah. say being a conversationalist. Yeah, and 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 I would say it's certainly a lost art. Certainly a lost art. Um, as a hotelier, when I ran hotels, I did that for about ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we met, actually. Yeah, yeah. Comstock. The Comstock. Yeah, that's right. And so that was uh, always such an important thing to me. And there are certainly industries where you could say that's clearly important, such as a hotel, a DJ. Uh, you're an operations manager with a, with a large company, and so you deal with a lot of clients. So making mm-hmm. that connection is important. But would you say that uh, making a personal connection is really a key thing to 
any business owner to any entrepreneur to any small business, large business owner? Do you think it's important for everybody oh, or yeah. just specific industries? No, it's absolutely important no matter what part of a business or industry that you are in charge of or <clears throat> running. Or And this goes top to bottom, you know, CEOs down to production workers. All of it's very important. Um, the way you talk to people, the vocal tonality that you have. Um, even simple things like neuro-linguistic prophecy, you know, using sure. somebody's name when Easy you talk you to, to them. Easy for yeah. you to say, Tony. <laughs> but all of those things are, are crucially important, and it, and it goes a long way, like I said, in how I am able to make connections with people is just by using those type of prophecies. And it's not necessarily something – I mean, you can feel free to search the Internet far and wide. You're going to get 40 different answers yeah. because it will apply to people in 40 different ways. Mm-hmm. So – and absolutely anybody this applies to – if you can make a conversation with somebody, they are going to listen. Mm-hmm. That's natural. Yeah. They're going to connect to you. You're going to start to connect to them. Yeah. At that point, then it becomes, okay, am I interested in this person? Are they interested in me? Can we contribute to each other's lives? Yeah. If not, okay. A high five sure. at the corner pub is perfectly still nice fine. to meet you. Exactly. It's still nice to meet you. Yeah. And sometimes people get the sense that someone that's – trying to be nice to me has some angle like they're not why why is this person being so friendly because people are are losing that like they they are only friendly to the people they need something from and so like like you said just 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 nice to meet somebody and have a conversation is great and then if you can apply that in business where you really uh, make it a point to connect with your customer with your client with the person that comes in your business uh, that will certainly make a difference it has in my business uh, we're a small company here at AZ Business Solutions. We work with a lot of clients locally mm-hmm. and even across the United States. And what I found is when I don't take the time to sit down with my clients, talk about their needs, talk about how things run, something starts to get lost. People really like that connection. And I think today you can stand out as a business just by doing that alone. If you imply that principle of not just viewing every customer as a number as a transaction, but you connect with them and figure out what they enjoy and what they like on a real level, that alone will make you stand out in the business world. I but, like the I like the way you, you, you said it. Like a lot of people have the approach of, well, if they're being nice to me, they want something right. or they need something. Well, it's not necessarily making connection isn't about wants and needs. Yeah, we'll get further along to that. We'll get there. Yeah. But at this time, man, it's like, hey, Tony, man, you're super cool because we used to play Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, right. like on NES. Like, that's what we did. Exactly. We connect with that. Right. Okay, further along the line, oh, hey, Tony, don't you do uh, business solutions? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, would you be able to help me out with this? Yeah. Yeah, sure. At that point, then you've already got a personal connection with the other person. Right. But that's not it's the... turned into something else. Yeah, yeah, your business isn't the purpose for that connection. The connection... Right. I just was interested in you as a person. Exactly. And that's, I like the way you said that. I was interested in you. I wanted to meet you because I'm interested in you, not your business or what you're doing. I'm interested in you. Exactly. It's huge. Well, I think one of the things that has really hurt that, and you can agree or disagree, is social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in high school, I had like eight friends, and that was pretty good. You know, I had my circle of my homies, eight guys, you know. Mm -hmm couple of girls uh, was, I was that, was that I, your top eight I, on your MySpace? I, I was I was friend zoned a lot you know but uh <laughs> with the girls but um you know but now I have like 2,000 friends 2,000 friends on Facebook 
Uh, is Tom, I, Tom one of your friends from MySpace? Tom, the original, the OG, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have him. I don't know if I ever had a MySpace page, to be honest with you. I uh, kind of missed that geez, era. That was before your time, Zach. Yeah, yeah he doesn't know what that is. But um, Zach is our production guy in the back, so we keep referring to him. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, and then, you know, I get on Instagram. I have, you know, 1,500, 2,000 followers, something like that. And, you know, so people get this impression that we have all these friends, but yet, I guarantee you I've walked right past someone that I'm friends with on Facebook in Walmart and didn't even know who they were. Mm -hmm. And so we have these connections, if you want to call it. It even says connect with people on Facebook, connect on LinkedIn, connect on Twitter. And yet there's really little connection that happens. It's just a, you know, we're sharing information. Now, maybe I know more about people than I ever did. I know what they had for lunch and what they had for dinner and what time they went to the bathroom and where they went grocery shopping but I don't know them on a personal level. And so do you think social media has helped or hurt the ability to really connect personally? I think if you, it depends on how you use it. And I think a lot of people kind of misinterpret how you can use it to connect with people. So in a way, I think the answer to this one is, although they preach on these platforms connection, mm-hmm. they're really, they're diluting the beauty of what actual connection is. Right. And they're dumbing it down to... And the word friends. <laughs> yeah. And they're dumbing it down to, you know, clicking a red heart that says like or giving a thumbs up. Yeah. Like they're diluting it down to that mm-hmm. rather than, you know, enjoying somebody's personal vibe. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I'll see people on there and maybe I'll get a follow um, on my IG or something like that. And, and, it just, and I'll look and I'll go, wow, you know, I genuinely want to meet this person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in which case, then I would reach out and right. say, hey, you know, you seem really interesting. I want to meet you. Let's talk. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Foster and get a cup of coffee or something. And that's, that's where, that's where I think the disconnect is. Yeah. Because, and you and I were talking a little bit before the show about how people are a little bit aversive to making a connection. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that comes into fear of rejection or fear of judgment, Mm -hmm. which we've somehow developed a knack for having in the U S in the past 20 years. Yeah. 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 It's uh, well, I think, you know, it started with, giving away a trophy for ninth place um you know i think that had something to do with it certainly i think as you grow up in a world where you never experience any sort of loss or failure you know everybody's graded on a curve uh everybody gets a trophy and nobody ever really experienced that loss or defeat and so Mm -hmm. then they can become an adult and they don't know how and so they're afraid of that rejection or afraid of somebody uh yes and you're right along the right lines of it because Positive reinforcement is a beautiful thing. Sure. Right. Um, whether it be children, employees of yours, peers, friends, anybody you have a relationship with, mm-hmm. positive reinforcement is great. However, it's much more meaningful if you're not afraid of the conflict of negative reinforcement right. or telling somebody how they're doing or giving somebody your honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a, a friend today. I, I read one of her Instagram posts and it was talking about being honest and real. Mm-hmm. And it really is sad. I think There's, I saw the same one. Yeah, probably. I did, yeah. yeah probably. A lot of mutual friends. But um, it, it, it is. It, it's, but if you are somebody who can face conflict, deal with it head on, mm-hmm. and move through it, then all of your positive reinforcement to the other person, that connection of yours, is so much more meaningful. Right. Because you've now created an air of trust, as in, I'm going to be real with you, right. but I also love the crap out of you. Yeah. And, and I think that makes people want to be around you. When you're mm-hmm. a person like that, if you've spent any time with, with DJ Chewy, he's a magnetic personality. People enjoy to be around him. 
And, you know, I've had similar luck in my life because I generally like to talk to people. I'm a conversationist. I like to sit down. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. Uh, and so I've, I've never had a difficult time making friends and getting acquainted with people. And I've had a lot of people that have said we become fast friends. You know, we mm-hmm. get along quickly. Uh, I think I've been in 15 weddings. You know, I'm like that 20, <laughs> 27 dresser, 15 tuxes, you know. Um, and so, you know, I've made a connection with people. And I think that really, really helps in my business. But, you know, we talk about social media. But the other thing that maybe is a hindrance to this is is the smartphone. Now, I'm an iPhone guy. Mm-hmm. I, I love my iPhone. I use it a lot for business. Likewise. Uh, when I get the screen time report every week, I cringe a little bit to realize <laughs> I was on the phone that much. But I, I can justify it by saying a lot of it was for business. Um, we manage uh, almost 70 social media accounts. Oh, so we're certainly Bless u- your heart, we're utilizing our phones a lot. But, you know, recently I was at a basketball game. This was a, semi, uh, this was a college basketball game. And right in front of me, NCAA Division One basketball was happening. But directly in front of me, there was these three kids, probably, I don't know, 16 to 18, I have no idea, a boy and two girls. And I noticed they're looking down at their phone the entire time, and I'm thinking, they're missing the game. Like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And so just out of curiosity, I kind of lead forward, and I peek down, and I realized they were texting each other. <laughs> no way. <laughs> the three of them like, were having a conversation. Now, maybe it's because it was loud. But that's how they were communicating. Oh, man. Come and on. I thought to myself, man, that's, just not, that's not socializing. That's not oh. making friends. Like, why can't they look at each other and talk? I, I've done a lot of job interviews with younger people. And they have a hard time looking you in the eye and have a conversation because they prefer to communicate through this device. And so certainly I'm not one of these down on smartphones. I love mine. I use it a lot. But oh, I can man, also I, see. Mine runs my life. Yeah. I can see where text messaging and social media and these types of things have really hindered the ability to communicate and connect with people on a personal level. Yeah, you know, it's you you bring up a fantastic point there. Like as we've been sitting here recording this podcast, I've felt my phone buzz maybe eight or nine times. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm doing with that. Okay, I'll check it later. Right. Because in the presence of you and Is the it pres- giving you anxiety to know that it's To me, yeah. no. Um <laughs> but I think a lot of people it might it does, like, yeah. like to me right now. This is the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm talking with Tony. Zach's here chilling. Like, everybody out in social media land is is watching and listening. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing to me right now. Mm-hmm. So I think people get social anxiety mm-hmm. with this. You know, they always have to be connected. They always want to be able to respond to somebody if they say something to them because they feel like they're going to get judged if they don't. Right. You know, right. The, that's the it's the fear of rejection. The fear uh, of of not missing out. Somebody's FOMO. FOMO. That's a real thing. FOMO is a real thing. That's true. So, I guess that that's where the 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 smartphone thing kind of runs with me. It it ties into social anxiety, and people really start to kind of like it's it's this way for me. I'd rather put this phone down. Let's say I'm at a sporting event too. Yeah. I'd rather put this phone down because you know what. There might be some super cool dude three rows over mm-hmm. wearing a Detroit Vipers jersey to right. a Pistons game, and I'm going, man, I got to meet that dude because I, I love that joint. Yeah. I love that joint. So I've I'm seen go you in your Vipers there. jersey, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's a cheap plug to the Detroit Vipers yeah. of 1997. Yeah. Turner I, Cup champs, baby. That's right. They were great. That the nostalgic You're a hockey world. guy. Yeah, but there's, there's how many billion-odd people in the world, mm-hmm. right? So let's just say there's seven. I don't know the exact numbers. Yeah. But there's six billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine people other than you mm-hmm. that are out there 
Go meet these people, man. Yeah. Learn something. You Get out of your bubble. Who, you never yeah. know who you're going to meet. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think there are probably people that even want to do that, but they just have become so dependent upon utilizing these. You know, we live in a world where we have more ways to connect than ever before. The internet, you have all the social media, you have dating sites and dating apps, you have text messaging, phone calls. I can FaceTime somebody on the other side of the world anytime I want. I mean, I remember, I can remember a day, I'm not that old, but I can remember a day where if you wanted to see somebody's face, you had to like go see them. Now, oh, yeah. now you can FaceTime them, you can see what they're doing on social media. So there's so many ways to connect and yet statistically, personal connection is an all-time low. And so I think there are people that want to make that connection. I think in their mind and their heart, they wish they could do that. But they've kind of become so dependent on these other mediums and alternatives that they don't really know how. They just don't know how. Yeah, I, I guess for me, um, at least, and allow me to talk about myself yeah. for a second. Please like, do. I genuinely enjoy people, and I, I love that you're the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm curious about your life and not for the reason of I want something out of you or I want to get something out of you mm-hmm. or I want to date you or be with you. It's for the reason I'm of glad to hear that. I, am, I mean, you're cute, Tony. <laughs> I'm glad you, guys, to, you guys can see the cameras. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Man, that is sharp looking dude. But um, Matt, shout out to Tony's wife, by the way. Yes, yeah. she's a lucky woman. Lucky woman. But um, it, it really is. I'm generally curious about people. I want to know about them. Mm-hmm. I want to know what they like. I want to know what they don't like. You know, I want to know what they're into. Because you never know who you're going to find that's like, you know what, man? I really want to go kayaking down the Shiawassee River. Let's do that. You know, right. or I want to go skydiving. Like, let's do that. But, right. but to the, in the same way, it just kind of going along the theme of what we're talking about, a lot of it lies in fear. Right. Of, well, maybe I, I don't want to, like, hang out with this person because they're weird. Mm-hmm. They're weird mm-hmm. because – why are they weird? Right. Because they're interested in you. Right. Like, the, right. how is that – when well, did listen, that become weird? I remember the first time I met you, though, and I was surprised – at how quickly you just wanted to come up and talk to me. And, of course, I was the manager, so I'm kind of wondering, like, what is this guy? You know, even I thought. Who is what, this dude? Yeah, but, I mean, you just were so eager and willing to just have a conversation and talk. And, and that's why we kind of hit it up. Now, we don't necessarily hang out on a personal level, but every time we see each other, we just have a good time. We throw out a few 80s references. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we always have something to laugh about. And so there's just that connection there. And I think that's uh, exactly what we're talking about. Um, and But I think society is kind of. <clears throat> is is kind of driving away from that and and let me explain you know um technology has become so advanced i heard a comedian say the other day i feel like technology should have stopped like in 1996 <laughs> like we had we had enough technology then we had we that we could use that we really should have stopped because now it's getting so crazy where everything's so automated and you know there the 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 saying there's an app for that is true there's just an app for about everything uh, you know, you go into a, a, a restaurant and you don't order at the counter. There's a kiosk and you don't talk to somebody. Just recently, Zach and I went to McDonald's right here in, in, in Owasso. And we walk in. We're going to have some breakfast to talk about some things. And there's nobody in line. It's virtually almost an empty restaurant at this time. And so I go up to the counter to order, you know, my number nine steak, egg, and cheese bagel oh, meal. Oh, that sounds good. Cheat meal day, yeah. baby. Yeah, well, that's a daily meal for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, uh, so the girl, instead of taking my order, she goes, have you used our kiosk before? And I'm like, oh, I've seen them before. And, and I'm pretty tech savvy, so I'm not, like, opposed to convenience. I always assume those kiosks were there for when it's so busy that they just want to get more people through the line. But this was not that case. She's there by herself. 
she literally comes out from around the counter and takes me over to the kiosk to, sh- to let me just do it myself. And after that, then we bring her a receipt and then she gives us a thing to put on our table with a number and there's literally like no communication. So I think that, you know, a lot of young people like that. They they want to order off their phone. They want to go to the kiosk. They want to, you know, get online and place the order. They want to order from Amazon. You know, virtually people could almost do everything right from their home. Do you think people even care about this personal connection anymore? Are we past that day? Is that even something it's, that people want? It's hard to say. I think that's that's an inherited behavior, uh, inherited from your environment, not necessarily okay. from a person. And, and kind of allowed me to explain this. So the reason the automation is so appealing to so many people or especially so many young people, no offense, Zach, but it completely cuts out the possibility of having a negative reaction given to you from someone in any way, shape or form. You're not going to get not just the convenience. It's it's the, that what you're describing. Well, it's quicker too. I mean, obviously that's not the primary, what you're saying is that's not necessarily the primary reason. Yes. It's people are aversive to personal connections because you know what? Somebody could break your heart. It's a defense right? mechanism. You yeah. know, it's a defense mechanism. Somebody could be rude to you. Mm-hmm. So instead of facing it, instead of facing conflict or accepting it for what it is, they're completely cutting it out, right? So we're putting blinders on here. Yeah. And I, I like to kind of liken this to, and automation does that. And I like to kind of liken it to drug abuse mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Okay, people use drugs. Why? Because it's an altered state of mind. It mm-hmm. essentially is fake happiness. Mm-hmm. But eventually you use that so much you become addicted to that fake happiness right. and then you forget what your actual happiness is. You don't even is. know how to be happy without it. Exactly. You don't know, you know, so that's why people use drugs years mm-hmm. down the road. Now you're dependent on it. Yeah. You don't know how to reconnect back with society and it's yeah. just a terrible, horrible road to be down, you know, and, and so go hang out with people, right? Yeah. Make relationships with people. Put your freaking phones down yeah. and enjoy somebody else's aura. Yeah. You know, get in their vibe, get in their yeah. mood, man. Yeah. People are so much cooler than, than you think. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think that people have become dependent on these other things. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that I think some people want that or want to know uh, how to get there. And maybe the first step is just, yeah, like you said, put your phone down, get off social media, take out social media fast. It's not, you don't have to have Facebook. You don't have to have Instagram. Um, and so maybe if that's affecting you and you find that you're not making connections with people, maybe that's a good first step, but you know, let's put this kind of to the test. I mean, you are an entrepreneur, you have a full-time job, but you also, you lift weights and you train people, you started prepping meals, but that wasn't enough. You want to now prep meals for other people and you're making videos, free content, showing people how to do it. Um, and then you DJ a lot. (laughs) <laughs> and so how how would you say, so we've talked a lot about this connection, but would you say, and why tell our audience why that personal connection, if they still aren't convinced that maybe it's important, why has that set you apart from your competitors and all these different things you're doing? I, I think that that answer is pretty simple, Tony, at least for me. Um, if you can be the person that everybody wants to be around or that uh, person that, genuinely give somebody the feeling that you care about them, then you're already well on your way. They're going to flock to you. Okay. And that in itself is the essence of entertainment. Yeah. Right. You're going to go to the Lebowski. You're going to see cabaret, the musical, and it's going to be great. Why? Okay. They fantastic at singing and dancing, but you actually feel like you're part of the show. You're in there. 
that's the essence of entertainment. So let, let's take, for example, I know you love 80s references, right? Right. So people connected to Prince, right? <laughs> Prince had some fantastic tracks, man. So great. It was heart. It was soul. You know, you knew the place that Prince was coming from. And I think a lot of people connect with music differently sure. based on who it is. I mean, that just that's what it is. But <clears throat> for a lot of cats, like in, the, say, the DJ game, you know, they're their head kind of comes in the wrong way. You know, they're just out there. Um, you know, they're up there, the, the fist pump on stage. Cause they want a big following and it looks super lit. And they want to be like that guy at electric forest and in the Instagram videos, you know, they think it's going to get them <laughs> chicks and money, yeah. you know, but what they miss out on is being able to actually make a connection with say your music yeah, or in the instance of like weightlifting, actually making a connection with the student instead of just going, do this, do this, do this and that. Yeah. And you'll probably be pretty good. No, yeah. I want to know what I can do to make you better. Yeah. But only if your goals are to get better. Yeah. So yeah. you have to, you have to get to that level. Um, and you have to truly actually feel connected with somebody. And you know, that, that that's where expectations kind of come in. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot to be, but for me, it, it really is. That's what sets me apart. I'm genuinely interested in making somebody else better. And I can vouch for that. I, 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 you know, like I said, Chewy and I are not, you know, we don't hang out all the time. I, not I fo- enough. I follow him on Instagram. I, you know, <laughs> I follow him on Facebook and I see what's going on in his life. But every video I see that he posts, um, you know, he, he's up there. There's people around him. He's out there on the dance floor with people. He's in the middle of the crowd. He's got people excited about what's going on and he takes it to another level. Uh, he won the People's Choice Award. Is that a state of my uh, state of Michigan wide award? Is that was a uh, Michigan DJ Olympics People's Champ. I think 2013 and twenty fourteen People's so Champ like two years in a row. And uh, man, I mean, he's booked out uh, quite a bit with uh, DJing and and uh, probably turning gigs away. So my point is, he's not just saying these things because you know he read a book and these are principles. He's actually applied these things and it's helped him a lot as an entrepreneur. So. Um, you know, we talk about all of these different things you're doing. I know you mostly from your DJing cause that was when we first met, Oh yeah. but, um, <clears throat> you know, you got your ha- hands on a lot of different things. So at the end of it all, the end of all of it, what does success look like to Casey Lambert, the yeah. man, the myth, the legend. So I, uh, back in high school, I was a wrestler. Um, we had a really great team. Did you have a cool and, wrestling name? No, no, it was not like Stone Cold Steve. It's, yeah, no. Um, but should have been <clears throat> Chewy. Yeah, should have. Right. <laughs> hey, I am a great a wrestling name. Low key professional wrestling fan. Yeah, so yeah. don't yeah. judge me. It's not fake. It's not fake. Still over than me. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we had a fantastic wrestling uh, team in Holly, home of the Bronchos. Don't forget that age. The Bronchos. All right. Um, in in what I what really what really drew me to that sport in general was it is an individual sport, but it's also a team sport. Mm -hmm. Your success directly relates to your team's success. Mm -hmm. So even though, you know what, Hey man, our, our one 12 pounder is having a really bad week, you know, and he might drop a couple matches. Guess what? The rest of the team is picking him up. So success to me is 100% driven by how you can share that success with others around you. So we talk a lot in the business world about, success and you know you want to be that next billionaire and everything like that and it, it always it always comes back to and I, I i can't stand a lot of these things just because it's like you 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 
you are only part of the equation of your general environment. Right. I love this community of Owasso. Yeah. There are so many great thinkers. And even just in this armory that we're sitting in right here alone, Mm -hmm. there are some fantastic minds. Mm -hmm. And what are those people doing? They're getting out. They're joining different civic organizations. They're making their presence felt. They're applying their skills, their skill set to multiple different avenues. And why is that working? Well, success is a group effort. Mm -hmm. Success is a shared profit. Mm -hmm. Success comes only in that for me at least yeah i mean go ahead man go out and make a million dollars cool yeah. see if you feel fulfilled about it yeah and i've been talking a lot about this lately i've had a lot of conversations with people for whatever reason about success and what success means there's certainly a dictionary definition of success which is pretty generic something like accomplishing something you set out to do um and i think everybody wants success i think everybody wants but i think it's i think personally you have to define what success is to you. Some people might say it's making a million dollars. And if that's what success equals to you, then go make a million dollars. Yeah, man, have at it. Yeah. Some people might say, um, you know, making it to the NBA, that's success. And if that's your dream, go get it. Um, you know, for me, I've defined success as being able to do what I love and having the freedom of time to be able to spend with my family and my loved ones. And Gosh, so that's a, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it, Tony? It is, and, that, and, and although my company is is in infancy still, it's less than five years old, and we have a long way to go when it comes to really building this brand. I feel in my heart like I've had a lot of success because I'm doing the things that I'm present with my family. I get to spend a lot of time with my kids. I'm watching them grow up. You only get that chance one time, mm-hmm. and so other people will look at me and maybe say uh, he's not successful yet. And that's okay for them to think that because they don't really determine my success. Exactly. And that's that. That's you. Right. Exactly. Do so, you feel successful, Tony? Right. I do. Okay. I do. do the people around you feel successful? Well, that's for them to decide, I guess. I mean, you know, that's the for people them. that mean the most to you, your family. Oh, certainly. They, they, you know, when I was working my job as a hotelier, uh, I was working 80, 90 hours a week. I wasn't there. We made more money even than we make now as an, as a business owner i made more money then and i turned down some jobs but they like the fact that dad's around and they get to see me and so yeah they feel that sharing in that success with me that sounds like success to me and you know what that's only gonna get that's only gonna make your family more successful it's only gonna make your friends your colleagues more successful because you feel fulfilled and successful right sorry i pulled a total dr phil and reversed yeah. this and yeah, now well, i'm interviewing tony uh, well you're trying to pull out the emotions there i didn't realize what was happening but um yeah i think that it's so important you know, when you just define what success means to you, mm-hmm. it's important that people can articulate that and so that they know what they're working towards. Because what ends up happening is people think because, especially because of social media, you know, here's my little rant for the day, if you will. But nope. pe- people go on social media, and we've talked about this before on the, on the podcast, that they see the highlight reel. They see everyone's vacation. And they see everyone's new car and they see their new outfit and they see where they got to go eat dinner and it was fancy and they see their new relationship and, and they look at that and think, man, I'm just missing out FOMO. We talked about it. And so they feel like they don't have success. So they work so hard in a job that they hate to get this thing, this vacation that gives them a week or two weeks of relief. And then they got to go back and fast. Right. And then, and then they got to go back and work that job that they hate again. They work so hard to get this new car that they think is going to make them happy. And then they got to go back to the job they hate to pay for that car that really after a couple of months, I mean, every junkier rusted out beater that you see driving down the road at one time was someone's favorite new car. Oh yeah, man. I love my Dodge caliber from 2012, man. It was shiny and new. Right. And so, 
I think it's important if you're listening today that you define what is success and uh, find what it is the thing that uh, is going to really make you happy. And, and don't let everybody else tell you what that is. Don't let anybody else tell you what that is. You've got to determine that. And in the process you know, uh, of doing that, don't miss out on the people around you. Make that connection. And you know, I'm going to kind of end with this question because I think it's important that we address this. As we said earlier, that I think there's a lot of people out there that want to make the connection. They want to be better at connecting with people. They want to be better at conversation. They want to be better at making friends, real friends, not just Facebook friends. Um, but they, they just don't know how. They've grown up in a different world mm-hmm. than we grew up in. And so what would be the best advice you would give to somebody that says, hey, I want to start taking the steps towards that. But what do I do? This is So this is going to take a little bit of work from you guys. But I, I do want everybody to try this, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, no matter what your goal is. This is how I like to say it. So great conversationalists come from people of great confidence. And you might be sitting out there thinking, well, I'm not that confident. You know, maybe, maybe I'm a little unsure of myself. My self-esteem's a little bit low. Well, you know, get, get rid of that, number one, okay? You're freaking awesome because you know you're freaking awesome. But confidence has to come from somewhere, right? And you can't just all of a sudden wake up, take a pill, now I have confidence. Right. Unless you have a really good espresso maker. <laughs> Which you do, I found out. Yeah, buddy. That's why I'm always wired. But yeah. confidence comes from doing it more and more and more and more and more and not having that fear of rejection and not right. having that fear of judgment. Right. So I think one of the, one of the easiest things, um, and I kind of learned this, this is strange enough. I learned this from a dating podcast <laughs> a while ago and, and it really kind of tied it together. And then I went, Oh wow, that really applies to just genuinely owning a room. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a lot of people have that skill. Like I, I know, you can definitely tell. You can walk into a room and you know who owns that room. Yeah. And that's kind of cool because yeah. that people gravitate to that. Well, you go, yeah. well, how do I be that person? Or, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I don't want to be that person. Well, you don't have to be you that person. You don't have person. to be that person, right. But in order to get that great confidence, you might have to go to the extreme to start. Mm-hmm. So here's what I recommend you do. Okay, you're about to go into a party or a restaurant or a meeting. Um, there's tons of people there, right? Let's say you're just going, you're going to a chamber after hours event or something Mm -hmm. before you open that door, stop deep breath that raises your chest, right? Mm -hmm. Shoulders back that presents a confident posture. Mm -hmm. So posture is one thing. Mindset's next. Stop, close your eyes. Think I have to give a three minute presentation to all these people in this room, right? Okay. Now you have purpose. (laughs) you walk in that door with purpose. Guess what? You have confidence, right? I guarantee you at least one person's going to look when you come in that door and they go, Oh yeah. And and it it, it likens back to like laws of attraction, Mm -hmm. right? Confidence, boldness, boldness is the number one trait that a female will look for in a male. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily just have to go for, like I said, in in a, in a dating aspect, right? People notice, Mm -hmm. people notice when you walk into the room, if you are set, in that manner, people will notice. No so do that. Just do that. Walk up to somebody after that and go, you know what? I wanted to meet you. I saw you over there. Yeah. I wanted to meet you. My name is so-and-so. And that's all you have to do. They're immediately going to reciprocate that conversation in one, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask any questions. They're going to tell you something. Yeah. Then you listen and you act. That's key. Actually listen. Listen. Don't wait and then say the next prepare thing. your response actually listen <laughs> yeah. figure out something about what they just said 
that you can repeat back to them and relate to. And guess what, Tony? Now we're having a conversation. Right. Now we're making a connection. And as I mentioned before, if there is no connection there, that's okay. Because guess what? There's 6.999 billion other people in the world that I can connect with. Yeah. But that's the the key to making the interpersonal connection. So before you even walk in the door, that's what I want you guys to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned that, that maybe you think, oh, I've tried that before and then nobody nobody liked it or nobody reciprocated. And like he said, there's six billion other people. Somebody will reciprocate. You know, if you sometimes you're just going to find a wet blanket and someone that just is a introvert doesn't want to oh, talk yeah. doesn't want to meet and that's fine you, leave you, know, you me that happens leave that, that happens person a ton. leave that person with a good impression and move on you know don't let one bad experience ruin it for the rest of your that's life the, they call that the theory of abundance yeah that's what they call that yeah. and, and essentially there's i mean we call it like there's plenty of fish in the sea right but that applies to business principle as well sure, it's sure. the law of abundance there is so many more relationships and connections out exactly. there so if that person didn't connect with me that's okay that's not bad on them right that's not bad on me Right. It just didn't work. It just didn't work Let's out. Let's go. You exactly. Know? Keep moving forward. So we're gonna we're gonna give you an opportunity here. Um, you know, I've had in my life people ask me for advice. I'm sure you've had a lot of people ask for advice. But there's a lot of dreamers out there. People, uh, you know, wanting to start something, wanting to try something, wanting to start a new business, whatever. But what is the best piece of advice that DJ Chewy has for? Someone that's out there wanting to try something, wanting to do something, wanting to start a business, wanting to take their business to the next level. They're trying to think of something that they could do, but they're just not sure where to start. What's the best piece of advice you got for them? Well, I mean, I, my advice would pale in comparison to motivational Instagram quotes with a really cute picture in the background. Yeah. Um, sure. Which, don't get me wrong. I love those things. Right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely love those Those are things. in abundance these days, too. But my, my best advice to everybody would be, you know, get that confidence, get mm-hmm. that swagger, you know, get, get that vibe, get that mood, you know, make, make, when you have that people flock to it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something, like I said, that can't be manufactured, right. right? You can't just read a book and go, Oh, you know what? I'm confident. Right. Or you can't just scroll through your Instagram feed and go, you know what? This meme said this, like, right. okay, you know what? I'm confident. You right. know, you might be for five minutes and then right. something's going to beat you down. Right. And you're not going to be able to recover. So it's not something you can manufacture. You have to get that confidence. And like I said before, the the best way to do that, practice it. Right. Go out. I mean, even if let's say, let's say you live here in the Owasso community and you're not confident, but you really want to accomplish something, you know, go to Flint or Lansing and practice. Right. If you want this, this world is giant. Right. Go practice somewhere else. If you have that fear, because guess what? You're not going to run into people in, you know, mommy, Ohio. Right. That you're going to run into here. Yeah, you might right. maybe see someone a couple times. But Shout out to mommy. Mommy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> out of all places in Ohio, he picks mommy. Why Ohio? Any place. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know, Tony. I just My mind was racing, yeah. and I immediately went to Ohio, which yeah. is for lovers if you ask Hawthorne Heights. Uh, yes, I didn't, but yeah, but no, nobody would. But it, it really is. It's it's. And I know if you're watching this video instead of just listening to this podcast, you can see how yeah. excited I am about this. Right? Yeah. You know, talking with my hands. Yeah. I'm John Mayer talking with my hands. <laughs> But like it, it, it really is. It's if, if you're confident, yeah, and you get that feeling. Everybody wants to be in that vibe, and they want to be in that mood. And then you are actually creating those personal connections with people. Yeah. Now, following up on it, it's a little bit different. You know, that's going to be person by person basis. But if you can immediately make that connection, somebody's going to remember you. Right. And I think when it comes to confidence, I think a huge aspect of confidence this is something I've talked about and preached for years, and it's really become a popular thing in uh, in society recently 
is this idea of self-awareness or what people now are referring to as emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, where you understand what you're good at and you're comfortable admitting it, but you're equally comfortable admitting what you're not good at, mm. your weaknesses. Everybody can stand up and say, I'm good at this, or I can point out something, and they're comfortable with that, and there's no embarrassment to say, I'm good at basketball, or I'm good at DJing, or I'm good at drawing. But to be able to, is with the same amount of confidence, to admit, I'm not good at that. or It's not that I couldn't be, but I'm just not right now. I've never done it. I've never played it. I don't... And sometimes people walk in a room and they feel like they have to be, the only way to be accepted is if they're good at the same thing that everyone else in the room is good at. And that's just not true. And so figure out a way to examine yourself. There's a great book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0 that I recommend. It's just like 120 pages. It's a short read. Um, But there's all kinds of stuff out there right now about emotional intelligence. That's a whole other podcast we won't talk about today. But confidence is the key. But sometimes it's not easy to get that. And I think one of the, the gateways to that is this idea of having, you know, a good awareness of who you are and mm-hmm. being comfortable in your own skin. So, well, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on today. Chewy, we could talk for hours. We oh, really yes. will. <laughs> and if you're still with us, we appreciate that. We've enjoyed uh, sharing some of our information and our knowledge. I appreciate you sharing that with us. But if somebody wanted to book DJ Chewy, if somebody wanted to know more about uh, some Olympic weightlifting or how to prep meals uh, or even with uh, uh, American Recycling. Tell our audience a little bit of how they can reach out and find you, DJ Chewy or Casey Lambert. Right. Okay. I mean, there's, again, we talked about social media, of yeah. course. So, I mean, if, if you're into the DJ side of it, you know, Facebook.com slash Chewy Beats or just search DJ Chewy. I'm the only one in the U.S. that I know of. There's some cat in England. Okay. But uh, entirely a, different styles. Right, right. He's cool dude, though. We talked yeah. once. Oh, cool. Um, so you can reach me there. You can hit me on IG, uh, Instagram, uh, DJ Chewy underscore USA. See? I know how to put the USA in I like it. that. Yeah. Uh, America. So- yeah, SoundCloud, same thing. Just search DJ Chewy, MixLR, uh, all the other DJ platforms mm-hmm. um, there as well. You could Snapchat it, DJ Chewy underscore USA. Um, if you're interested in Olympic weightlifting, I'm teaching out at Fitness Coliseum now. Uh, we got a great program started up there. Some mm-hmm. fantastic people really working towards it. Um, and you can hit me at blackheartsbc on Instagram mm-hmm. and be part of that. And then, uh, you know what? Just just reach out to Casey Lambert. You want to come hang out in my kitchen yeah. and make some super bomb food, man. Yeah. <laughs> I made some chipotle pork loin this week. And with, you didn't bring any. With garlic parmesan. But today's my couscous. cheat day, so I could have had some healthy food. Oh, no, that's too healthy. I only eat healthy too food. healthy for a cheat. I, I only eat healthy food on cheat days. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inverse cheat day, man. right? That's exactly right. You yeah, don't but, get it. Listen, you don't get a body like this by eating healthy food every single day. So this took a lot of work. This didn't happen overnight. Like golden Adonis over there. That's right. I'll tell you, Mrs. Over, Nash is happy. It didn't happen overnight. Mrs. So. Nash is happy. But I appreciate you having me on, man. Really, it was it's great to talk to you, uh, to and and kind of help maybe talk to people out there that that might you know, well. You know, they don't lose confidence, but you know what? It's fine, man. You can get it. Zach, you can get your confidence, man. Yeah. You'd be cool. He's a ways off, but we're working on him. We're working on him. So, well, listen, you heard it here. Uh, Make the connection. Get out there today and make a connection with somebody. Start right now. Start this weekend. Go up to somebody in the store and have a conversation. Call a friend that you haven't talked to in a lot of years and have a over-the-phone conversation. Take them out for lunch. But Start making connections with people, and I guarantee it will set you apart. Uh, it will make my life more interesting. It'll make life more fun. And uh, you will see results, not just in your business. Of course, I do think it will help you in your business, but you're going to see results in your life 
and uh, you're not going to be one of those people that end up being alone at the end of your life. So <laughs> surround yourself with good, positive people. Make that connection and really take an interest in people. Be interested. There are a lot of people out there to get to know, and so be interested to them. So thank you for joining us today on our podcast. As I always say, as my mother used to tell me, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and do something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time. There's no easy way out.